Today I have the fourth word from the cross. It's found in Matthew 27, verses 45 through 46. And it reads, from the sixth hour until the ninth hour, darkness came over all the land. About the ninth hour, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? I'd like to give this message, this title, When God Cannot Be Found. At the sixth hour, darkness came over the whole land until the ninth hour. And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Who among us has not asked the very same question? Who among us has not looked out at the landscape of our circumstance and wondered if there is a God and why he has not heard our cry? But I don't believe the full gravity of these words truly hits us until we remove them from the day-to-day weariness of our own existence and realize that the person speaking these words is Jesus, the one whose very name was explained in Matthew 1 and 21 in relation to his mission to save his people from their sins the one whom Paul would later write, that he was given a name that is above every name, that in his name every knee should bow and every tongue should confess that he is Lord. Yet these words are coming from Jesus. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He is full of distress on the cross. By this point in the day, Jesus has spent hours under duress, being questioned, being beaten, being mocked, spat upon, forced into the labor of carrying his own cross, completely weakened to the point of breaking, deteriorated mentally, physically, now crying out in the spiritual realm, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He's been nailed to a cross in the most torturous execution the Roman Empire has to offer. And in his agony, in his desperation, in his separation from God the Father, and in his utter aloneness, he cries out these words to the only one in the universe that he knows loves him unconditionally and that he knows has the power to put an end to what he is going through. In the 23rd Psalm, David says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Those are such pretty sounding words. But what happens when there is no sign of God? When there is no answer from God? When your sanctified church upbringing tells you He may not come when you want him, but he'll be there right on time. Yet there is no evidence of God to contradict your realization that you are there all by yourself. When your faith is waning and your hope has disappeared, 
When you have cried out until your body is depleted of tears and your face is stained with the residue of salt, that is all that's left of your plea. What do you do when God cannot be found? Can't you hear Jesus crying out to the Father? Can't you see him searching expectantly, anxiously for an answer? Don't you see the lines of desperation on his face as he searches through the darkness of separation, looking for his daddy to come and let him know that everything's going to be all right? Can't you see him? The trial of Derek Chauvin, who's charged with murdering George Floyd, is going on right now. And the world is watching as witness after witness has been brought to the stand over the opening days of this trial. The witnesses have wept and they have lamented the fact that they watched a man being killed on the 25th of May last year. One juror, Darnella Frazier, said that she has spent many nights unable to sleep, asking George Floyd for his forgiveness because she didn't have the courage to do more, to step in and try to prevent his death. She testified to the fact that she heard Mr. Floyd in desperation and resignation cry out to his mother in what some have interpreted as an attempt to invoke his mother's intervention with God to save him from what he was coming to realize would be his death. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? But thank God for that sister, Sister Frazier, because she is the person who shot the video that went viral and sparked the rebellion of marches and protests of oppressed people all around the world. As harrowing as the video is of George Floyd's execution in broad daylight in front of witnesses at the hands of the state, God has taken that tragedy and has caused the people to stand up and challenge the world to a higher calling. As horrific as the images of George Floyd's execution on May 25th of 2020, God has taken that tragedy and has caused people to rise up and remove a sick and sadistic U.S. president from office, caused people to rise up and pull the covers back on the malignant sickness of racism that this nation has refused to deal with. As enraging as the images of George Floyd being asphyxiated with stunning indifference by Chauvin, you still know that even now, your life is endangered in the same way. Just because of the color of your skin, just because you've been branded as an enemy of the state, just because you might be wearing a hoodie, just because somebody with power is afraid of you, just because somebody calls 911 about you, just because, just because, just because, just because if they would kill George, if they would kill Jesus, my God, my God, have you also forsaken me when you're going through and you can't see your way? When you're at your last 
and don't know if you can make it another day. When you've cried your last tear and God cannot be found, cry out to him anyway. Trust in him anyway. Hope in him anyway. Why? Because Christ has been where you are and he knows exactly what you feel. Why? Because it's the very reason that he went to a cross and died for you. Because now he sits at the right hand of the Father just for you. Because he knew a day would come when he would need to intercede just for you. He's been given all power in heaven and on earth. And with that, he knows what it's like to be on the other end of the line when heaven isn't answering. And he has vowed that he won't forsake you. He knows what you're going through. And he has the nail-scarred hands to prove it. He paid the price so that we no longer have to live in separation. He paid the price to bridge the divide that sin cleaved out so that even in death, we don't die in separation. He paid it all on a cross on Calvary so that even when we haven't heard from God, we still know that we are God's children and he will answer us. He is our father and come what may, he will answer us forever with this phrase, you have the victory. You have the victory. You have the victory. He reminds us that he has paid the price and we have the victory. Go on, rest in power, George Floyd, because Jesus reigns in power, my brothers and sisters. And you never, ever have to doubt that he hears our cry.